Welcome to Colney Talk Podcast. Hello, everyone. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Welcome back to another episode of Coney Talk Podcast, Bite Size Show. I'm your host, Alex, first time guest. Happy to have you here. And to my returning listeners, really glad for you to join me. On this Bite Size Show, I talk a bit about the Arsenal game and then pick out my top three Arsenal players who I think were great in the game and one player I consider the odd one who just had a poor game or not good enough who just needs to be called out. Liverpool came to the Emirates, the showdown of the weekend. I'm pretty sure everyone, every fan needed us to win this game as a way to set things right and a way to really show up for a long time that we've been calling. And they absolutely responded and won the game. A lot was riding on this matchup. It was a needed win to close the gap up top. In the last couple of games against Liverpool, we didn't have good results to show. So this time, we and the fans and everyone, and it was perfectly the right way to send Jurgen Klopp off the right way. I watched the game on replay, so that gave me a bit of extra eyes to observe all the little things. So starting off the, the, from the lineup, the big news was Jesus out with a knee injury. Talk about the worst time for things to happen for this big game. Also, we had Jorginho and Harvard starting up top. Not a bad change at all. In fact, it was the two players that I would have in the starting lineup if we had to make any kinds of adjustments. So that was a good call there. Before I go on, let me say this. The stadium was electric. Such beautiful scenes. Oh, man. What what I would pay for to just be in that moment at the time. Ensuring that this result was just exactly the same. So, I mean, it, it was beautiful just to observe it and, and enjoy it behind the screen. Arsenal started the game in the way that we usually would expect with a high intensity, the tone and attack with the intent to really stay up, get in front early and it was as we expected and a lot of those that attack was really happening from the right side with Rice putting a lot of serious press on Liverpool causing a lot of early stress in their ball disposition and and doing a lot of ball protection to make our, our attack in front on the right side very very forward front moving so we were not giving Liverpool any chance when they came into our half and from standard crossing to Arsenal's box, as you expect, Raya grabs it and then unleashes a long throw to Martinelli, who drove it down on the other end and crossed for Saka, who just didn't connect fully well with his head, and it was just slightly off the post. And it was a beautiful cross for Martinelli. I think that really set the tone. It made the team, the fans, everyone know how much we were really up for it. Score early and really get going with this game. Shortly after that, Liverpool, they had their own chance. Gakbo received a nice pass, giving, the, giving him a chance to drive forward a little bit and shoot. And it was way off a little bit, but not by much. And that was quite a scare, to be honest. Then the next sequence of play, all starting from Havertz in the build-up from the left to Zinchenko and Odegaard, giving Havertz a one-on-one chance to score you know, with Allison. Credit to Allison, he made himself big and tall and you know blocked the blocked the shot. 
but then the rebound landed perfectly for Saka to compose himself and then fired it right into the net. 1-0, Liverpool were now cut wide open on that play. So that was exactly how we wanted to punch it in and make a statement. At least this was now the first 15 minutes of the game. So that was brilliant. But did anyone notice how much Havertz was in different positions leading up to that goal? He was our number nine, but he was on the left and it was he was now switching between himself and Martinelli and then coming back down in the left back position to support Zinchenko. And that interchanging situation was huge. I mean, he was stuck right in and this really was one of those details and things that really affected the game in ways that you probably just didn't see if you watched it that first time. Pretty sure about that. And then Ben White was in his own elements defensively in lockdown mode. Sheesh. 20 minutes of that first half, we showed Arsenal liquid football and combinations. On the defensive side, we just didn't give up a lot. We were really quite on it. And then Odegaard and Rice were pressing like no other. He could have, I mean, there was just so much going on in front that you could just applaud and just enjoy at least knowing that it was the early parts of the game. But then in some instances as well, Odegaard could have done better without an extra touch to score. He had a chance to really fire in another shot that would have made us up 2-0, but that just didn't happen. And Odegaard, as we all know, when he instigates the press to redirect the ball when we are playing off the ball, it does definitely make things move and get the team in the formation defensively. And today he was not letting anything slide. Even from, you know, the build-up for Liverpool was coming on the left side where Saka was. He just came in really hard. Like, he was playing like a little shadow of of Declan Rice trying to make sure that they didn't have any chance driving forward. Arsenal were moving tight when we were getting to defend those crosses when they came in. And this one nil lead gave the team a whole lot more composure, getting a little bit of looseness to play their game and defensively stay structured as you would expect them and that's really what you like to see from the players especially when we were in pressure situations like you know how Liverpool could easily do especially when they came into our half and when they're building from the back and you know we just kept seeing a few of our players Jorginho Rice and Ben White trying to fight off any contest to retain the ball so those early signs were right there. Those moments that could have been some hairy situations, we really scaled those off and we made sure that we avoided and alerted any of those dangers away from our half. And then Martinelli, he was just a fire starter in the game. His pace was chaos. I mean, commanding triple defensive coverage, that was a game that we could see how much he was going to cause problems. He received the ball a lot more than Saka, and that was perfectly fine. In fact, that's the way it should have been scripted. And he was effective with his dribbles and his crosses. A lot of positive things coming out from him in this game. And then at the 43rd minute, I think we wasted another good opportunity, even though Odegaard and Saka would close down quickly in one of our fast break situations. I thought something could have ha- could have been done. This is similar to those instances where a slight blink of a chance, just fire of a shot. And you don't, I mean, a touch or two 
is really what will make you regret a chance that you could have at least done something. So we, we missed that. And then McNally had another chance, but he was just right front in front of Allison and the shot was blocked. So this, again, continue to remind us how much we needed to be as swift as possible in this tight situations and games that we knew there was just a whole lot to deal with. And then in one unfortunate turn of events, Liverpool went on level terms. 1-1. I mean, it was a horrible mistake and there wasn't a clear action in execution when Big Gabby had to clear off the ball or Saliba or Raya. It was just, it was such a bizarre situation that ended the first half with us now giving Liverpool a chance to come back in. Second half, our first change was Kivior coming in for Zinchenko, which was really interesting. Tactical reasons or fitness concerns? I, I couldn't tell, but, you know, not so much of a big deal. Then Liverpool came out in front more in the ball with so much more steam playing and driving down Arsenal's box with more shots and crosses that they barely had in the first half. That looked like it lasted about eight minutes before their steam went off and then Arsenal gained back control and threat, you know, staying out front with some decent shots from Odegaard and opportunities that got us into some corner situations. And then Declan Rice, as we know, marshalling the midfield defensively and driving forward. Oof. For about 10 minutes, Arsenal were really now fully in charge. This was now a way of how we would dictate the game, dictate the flow of the ball just around the middle ground with the intent to find Odegaard and Martinelli going forward to cause more problems. And then Harvard's as well, he was brilliant in his movements and drive. I mean, there was so much of his intelligence that played a lot. But on the box, I didn't see a player who had the instincts to finish. Just poor in that situation. And hopefully there's a lot for him to really look back and continue to, to drill down on his finishing. And so from Big Gabby's long pass to Martinelli, we got our own gift. An open net for Martinelli to make it 2-1. I mean, credit to Martinelli, though, for disrupting the coordination between Virgil van Dijk and Allison. That lifted the crowd, and there was no going back. We had now the lead, and we knew we had to retain this. This was that situation that we had a chance. We scored. We got something, and there was going to be a whole lot to defend that lead, knowing how much Liverpool could, Liverpool could do damage going towards the end of the game. And Arsenal were back in Liverpool's box, going for another third, but... Odegaard's second and third touch again closed that window. This was such a big problem that he had in this game. Everything else from my eyes and what Odegaard did, beautiful. But touches a lot in the box, could have done less of that. Seeing how we, we have been in this situation with, with Liverpool, the boys had to switch to defending first and attacking second. There was a lot of pressure for the boys defending a number of corners and crosses. Saka just played socks off so much that he had to come off looking like he had a knock and you know he was now Reese and a few other players get ready to come in to finish off the game and give us some fresh legs and then 12 minutes to the 90 as I said it was Reese and Trossard on the wings to, to drive us forward as effective as we were in defending attacking intense where we caution as, as I saw it Jorginho and Trossard had moments to drive in the box, but were conscious 
in maintaining control and getting our game and our structure back so that we don't lose the control even though we were with the ball driving forward. And a moment of applause really was seeing Kivior as the only left back attacking man making a run in the box, connecting with Odegaard's cross, which was a direct, you know, header to Allison's hand. But that was beautiful. That was nice. You know, at least that gives him flashes of what he can do and become like an unsung hero, which he has been and you know, really just contributing in his own way. So that was beautiful. And then within a few minutes left before additional time, the tensions was up and Arsenal wanted to make sure the game was put away and we had to stay away from our own half to defensively control and manage the game and give Liverpool a lot of work in situations before they drove into our, our own half. And then the damage was done when Konate was sent up for a second yellow on his knock on Havertz on the ball. So that was it there. At least a little bit of, you know, relief knowing that they were one man down. And then seven minutes added. All we had to do was put our energy to defend the lead and close the game. That was not necessary at all. Trussard pulled out an incredible solo magician like display, cutting through two defenders to fire off the third goal. 3 1. Game set. Goodbye, Klopp. I mean, ooh, what a moment. I mean, what a magnificent moment. What an experience and emotional reward for everyone. Oh my word, that was a ridiculous thing from Trossard there. What a baller. Like, everything you can think about when he did that. He had no right to score. He had no right to drive alone that way. Yes, we knew that they lost a man in the back. But cutting through those two players in that situation... Man, Trussard, round of applause for you, man. And Arsenal players were just catching yellow cards like it was a badge of honor, every single one of them. And at this time, we were just playing without apology, making sure we did everything to defend and stop every intention Liverpool could do and come up with to try and get a score. And we had our defending to do, and we did that, and that's how the story was written. Arsenal 3, Liverpool 1, and we did the job deservingly so. Arsenal fought in every sense of it. Even the mistake was a collective mistake. This is exactly how our weekend needed to be. Amazing performances from the players, from the boys, and good coaching all around. So, yeah, a round of applause for all of them. Now, let me talk about my deservingly top three performers in the game. First player, Jorginho. He was the player we needed in the middle alongside Rice. His ball distribution was next level. He was basically our pressure diffuser. We all needed was someone who could hold on the ball and get the touches in the right places and manage it excellently. And the, the pass that he made to McNally made him just feast on the left. At the same time, he took a lot of pressure off Zinchenko and Rice in certain situations. This is an excellent example of touching the ball the most in maximizing the effects in the right circumstances. And he is one of the best players you can think about when doing that. And he was the top dog in this game. Second player, Martinelli. An exciting game for the Brazilian. You can think of it as a chance to show up in the big game, plus the expectations and the demands from Arteta. Seeing how we didn't have Jesus, he picked up the call to be the one causing chaos, and he did it to perfection. 
monster game for number 11. One of his absolute best games this season. I hope he carries it on for the next few games. Third and final player. Let me just say, you couldn't go wrong swapping names here. Some may not agree with me and that's alright, but given all his influence in the game, I had just had to give it to Havertz. There were some frustrations in what he did going forward, but you just can't deny how massive he was in attack. As a decoy, we were exposing Liverpool's backline. His hold-up play for Martinelli was huge. I mean, we did have all the scoring chances, but none of that would have happened without his first run and goal that felt like a gut punch, and that opened things up to really make a statement there. But I will give a shout-out to Odegaard and Declan Rice. Equally amazing in this game. Bearing the unfortunate mistake in our defense, I don't think any player today earned the odd one nomination. Everyone was good in their game and put on a good shift. Holy cow, what a game. And the scenes were serious goosebumps moments. In the previous podcast, I, I did mention that the previous win gave us the authority to demand a different level of expectations from the players. And that was taking things up a notch. And they were successful doing that. So now we know there's a lot more riding going forward. Not just about the emotional high, but the demand and what we need to do to continue staying up top. While there's still a lot to do, nothing changes a trajectory more than the belief and what we have. So from the players, from the coaches and the fans, we have done that and we just continue making sure that we keep that belief strong apologize to no one with your celebration folks and keep your belief firm for this voice because that's all we need apologies about the voice scream so loud but i enjoy i enjoyed it just as much i'll leave you here for now enjoy your wonderful weekend and week and until then talk soon take care